It's so good to be back with you all. It has been a little bit since I have recorded an episode. It's time to say hello again and to catch up. I am recording several episodes today, and this specific recording that you're listening to right now is about traction. And I want to share with you the traction formula. And this is a formula I've created based on a lot of my own personal exploration, the different sessions that I've coached people on, and then different psychology concepts in terms of what allows us to be motivated, what lets a person take action, and what stops them from taking action. What is it that lets it so that some people, when they feel stuck, They get unstuck and they move forward and they keep going, whereas others sit in the stuckness and try as they might, they don't seem to be going anywhere other than spiraling in circles. And so that is what today's episode is going to cover. And it is a snippet really from a larger conversation that I often have with my clients. I'm even working right now on a book behind the scenes that will include more depth on these concepts as well. So if you're wanting to dive into creating traction in your own life, in your own career, in your own business, whatever avenue it might be, join me in one-on-one coaching because that's where we'll have that opportunity to go deep, specifically about you and about how you're wanting to get unstuck and have traction in your life. So that all starts with a one-on-one consult. Go to beliefc.com slash schedule, and you'll be able to schedule that call there. Okay, let's talk about the traction formula. What I've discovered is there are about five concepts or components to getting traction. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to articulate what each of these five are to you so that you can get a sense of them. And we'll talk about how they work together in order to get traction. And the whole point of this is we want to move forward. That whole concept of you're either evolving or you're dying, I truly believe is true. And so when we're stagnant, when we're stuck, and I don't just mean waiting, there's a difference between waiting from a place of intention, from a place of reflection, and being stuck feeling like you want to move, but you can't, or giving yourself excuse after excuse, numbing out because you're not prepared to be with yourself and the discomfort that can sometimes come from moving, from evolving, from growing. And so today's episode, this formula will help you to know what to do to get on, getting on, and to keep evolving in your life to get traction. And so I will share the components with you now. I want you to know these are in an order and they're in order in terms of what I find to be most significant. And so what you'll notice is I'm going to share the first component and truly, honestly, if you only had that component, but you had it to immense depth, immense magnitude, it would probably, what it does is it washes through you to such intensity that it fulfills the other four components. But oftentimes we don't have that first component strong enough or some other aspect of our limits of our mind are stopping us from embracing it to that level. And so the other components help support it. And so 
I will kind of explain that as I'm going through each of the components and that will help make that make more sense. So the first component to traction is desire. You need desire. If you don't want something, you're not going to do it. And so if you're listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, okay, I could do with a career change, but you don't really desire it or you desire staying safe more than you desire making moves, then your desire isn't strong enough for you to have traction. Traction implies that you're moving in a direction, that you are uh, having momentum, and that you're having forward progress. And so if you don't have desire, there's no reason for you to hit the gas pedal. There's no reason for you to do anything. And so you'll either stay safe and stuck, or you might make moves that are inconsequential and don't really matter to you because what you're doing doesn't matter. You're not going to get traction in the direction that you want if you don't let yourself, one, have desire, and two, embrace that desire that you have. And so when I tell people this, sometimes what happens is they say, but I don't know what I want. And in effect, what they've done is they've cut themselves off from desire. When we cut ourselves off from desire, we cut ourselves off from traction. If there's nothing you want, why would you do anything different? And so you really have to check in with yourself. Well, what is it that I desire? What is it that I'm after? And don't look for this full, fiery, flaming longing within because sometimes we're so afraid of letting ourselves acknowledge what we're really wanting that we dampen it. And so all that we can really see is this little spark, this little bite, this little morsel of desire. It's not going to be blazing in front of you. It might be something you have to look for. And we want you to reconnect with that desire because when you do, it's that way to get the spark, to ignite, to get moving, to get out of stagnation. And when we think about desire, the beauty of desire is in a lot of ways, it's all you need. And I was talking with my soul about this the other day, and even in a previous podcast episode, you can hear that conversation where it talks about the role of desire. And when we think about desire, what is it? It's a feeling. It's a sensation that has that cognitive component of want. It doesn't have to mean that we don't have it, though. You can desire things you already have. I want an amazing husband. I have an amazing husband. I want an incredible dog. I have an incredible dog. So I can desire things I already have. But when it comes to traction, we we often tend to think about it in terms of the things we don't yet have. But I want to point that out to say desire doesn't require a gap. It only requires something that pulls to you, that you feel pulled to, that you want, that you're after that you're intrigued by, that you're curious about, that sparks a calling in you, that you just can't stop thinking about, that you're often wondering on, that you ponder, that when you're thinking about nothing is the thing that pops up in your head, the thing that calls to your heart, 
that when you're watching a movie, that line sticks out because it's based on something that connects you to who you are and what you value. And so start looking in your own life for these different components that bring desire to you. And more so that help you to see what you desire. Because when somebody tells me they don't, they don't have any desires, they don't know what they want. I want, I want to point out that in the not knowing what they want and wanting to know what they want, they're having a desire. They're wanting clarity. They're wanting direction. And so that's a desire in itself. And so there's always desire. It's, it's almost like it's on the other side of the not knowing or the not wanting. And so if you look at that, you can always take something you don't know or something you don't want and use that as a cue to what you do want or what you do know you're after. And when your desire is strong enough, it's the main in terms of it's the most significant component of the traction formula. When your desire is strong enough, it automatically fulfills the other four components because desire that's strong enough gives you a sense of significance. And with that significance, you can see potential. And when you see potential and you have significance and you desire it, you have a sense of urgency and then you create a strategy and you move forward. When the desire is strong enough, You don't need the other components in order to get traction because the desire, it's almost like this movement within you, a mission that can't help but spill out of you. And so when you have a desire that is strong enough, you will get traction simply through the pure force of the force that is coursing through your veins and your body. And so all you really do need is desire. The dilemma is often we feel disconnected. One, we don't know what we want. And then two, we won't let ourselves embrace it. And so through this conversation, what you'll find is, yes, desire is enough, but often we don't let ourselves embrace it to the full extent of letting it be enough. And so that's where these other four components of the formula come into play because they allow you to embrace the desire with a sense of strategy and and egoic, mindful guidance that can help you to be more dialed and more focused and have more movement. And so that brings us to the next of the components in the formula, and that is significance. You can want something and you can care about it, but if it doesn't feel important enough you're not going to do anything about it. We need significance. We need to determine that it matters. Uh, An example here. I can want to be physically fit. I can want to have a sexy body. But if I don't feel it's significant, if I don't think it's going to do something that's really worthwhile for me, I'm going to keep sitting on the couch. I'm not going to do that plank that I said I would do. I won't go to the gym. I won't get traction. I'll stay stuck because it doesn't seem significant to me. 
And so when you're wanting traction and you know you have a desire, we'll use the fitness example here because it's something that a lot of us can relate to. You know you want to look good. You know you want to look good. You desire it. And so if you're not taking action, it might be that it doesn't seem significant enough to you. It might be that you don't have enough reason behind it. And so what we can do in those cases is reconnect ourselves to the significance. Start by saying, do I want this enough to do something that could be hard and uncomfortable, maybe even embarrassing? If the answer is no, ask yourself, do I want to want it bad enough that I'd be willing to do the thing, even if it's uncomfortable or hard or potentially could be embarrassing? Because we, we, we put this layer of want between our wants because we don't want to let ourselves see the value sometimes because we want to stay safe. And when I say we, what I mean is that part of us, that tender self within, it often wants to be protected. And so the protector, the inner protector within us, that aspect of the ego says, we don't care that much. It disconnects us from the desire. So. If we want to want it, we want to look good by working out, we want to want that, but we're not doing anything yet, remind yourself of the significance. Think in terms of the long-term as well as the immediate, because that same protector part of us is often disconnected from the long-term 5, 10, 20 years from now situation, but it does know right now. And so what is the significance right now in this moment of you working out? Show yourself the significance. Show yourself how it can matter. Show yourself what it means to you. You get more energy. It changes the hormonal balance maybe within yourself so you feel better. You get to have a sense of pride for the accomplishment that you did. You get to show yourself that you care about you creates a sense of intimacy and connection to yourself because you said you want something and then you did it. Create significance in the now. And then ask yourself, if I were to do this every day or maybe 80%, 70% of the time, how would that impact me? What would be the significance 20 years from now? Think about the health impact that that could have. That working out consistently for 20 years could have for you. There are studies about muscle mass and how I think it was after age 30 even. I'm not sure about this. So you, you're going to have to fact check me here. You're you're not building the mass anymore and it can start to decrease. And so we have to continually be focused in building ourselves up. And so if, if you're not sure of what the significance would be 20 years from now, then maybe do some research to give your brain some facts to chew on to help it see the significance. And also think about for yourself other times, like think about how good you are at walking because you've had however many years you've had to get good at it. We can apply the same thing to driving or to Swimming, if you're a competitive swimmer or to whatever your career aspect is, every day you might not notice the change. But think about where you're at in your career now versus where you were 10 years ago. 
because of the compound effect of every day of figuring things out. That's significance. And now apply it to the thing you're after. The thing that you want to let yourself want, to help yourself see the con- connection, to see the significance, and that'll help you connect to the want. And this, with the desire, can fuel you forward. But sometimes it still isn't strong enough. It doesn't create a big enough movement in you. And in that case, we go to the third component of the traction formula, and that is potential. If we have the desire and we see its value, but we do not believe that we are going to be able to figure it out or that it's worth trying even if we fail, then we're not going to move. If I'm sitting on the couch thinking, yeah, it'd be great to work out. I see its value. I want to be looking good, but I don't think I can do it. And it's not even worth it to me to try to figure it out. Then you're not going to move. And so with potential, notice I use the word potential specifically. It's not about belief. It's not about saying, I know that I can do this, or I believe that I can do this, or I'm confident in my ability. It's about potential. It's about believing the potential that it's possible. Not that you have to believe it is possible, but that there's potential there. This creates an opening. It's like when you, when you're visioning ideas or when you're brainstorming or, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you're just like, huh, I wonder if I tried this, or you have some idea and and you're in this place of potential. It's possible. Nothing is required, but you're letting yourself play. You're letting yourself daydream about what you could do, where you could go, who you could be. That's living in potential, living in possibility, not in probability, and not even in belief. Not in belief in the strict, direct sense of, I believe I can do this. It's, I believe I could do this. Can versus could. Can is about the capacity to to do. Could is about the possibility of doing. That's the difference. And so we don't need the can. We seek the could, the potential. Because if you see the potential, then it creates a willingness when you pair it with the significance and the desire pieces that willingness to try, knowing you might not succeed, but also seeing the potential of it. This gets you out of stuckness and into movement, into consideration. But sometimes, even with all three of those pieces, desire, significance, and potential, we're still sitting in bed daydreaming about that thing that we want, that nice body. It reminds me of the weekends. After I've had a lovely meal of junk food, I've often noticed I have told myself, great, I'm going to start eating healthy on Monday. On Monday, there's no urgency there. What does that do? It creates all the space between now and Monday to do whatever I want. It doesn't get me moving towards the goal. 
it keeps me stuck in the security and the comfort of how I've been, not attaching or making moves on the desire and the significance of what I want. And so we need to create a sense of urgency in order to help ourselves get traction. Desire alone, I want to reiterate, desire alone can create urgency. But if you're not letting yourself embrace the fullness of your desire, or it's a baby desire that you haven't fully owned yet, then you need to use urgency as a means to get yourself moving. And so how do we do this? How do we create urgency? Well, one way is, we talked about significance earlier and looking 20 years from now, use that to create urgency. Notice what would happen if you don't let yourself get your desire. And notice what would happen if you do. This creates a sense of urgency in you. Urgency comes from scarcity. And so what we want to do is create a sense of scarcity within ourselves. It also comes from a sense of, of pain. And so we're designed to move towards pleasure and away from pain. So if you want to create urgency, show yourself how much pain you're in now by not having the thing you want. If you can make yourself be in more pain in your stagnation, then it would be in the pain of the discomfort of taking action, even when you don't know if it's going to work out. It gets you moving. And if you can create more pleasure, not in the receiving what you want, but in the act of getting to what you want, create more pleasure in the act of getting there then you have in the pleasure of sitting still, which your mind might say isn't pleasurable, but honestly, complaining can feel really good because it feels like you're accomplishing something when all you're doing is sitting still talking about how you're going to work out on Monday. It's pretty comfortable. And so we want to show ourselves how there's more pleasure in taking the action now. And there's more pain in not taking the action now. This creates urgency. And when we show ourselves the scarcity of how doing it now matters, now, now, it's the only moment we ever have now, right now. Notice how it fuels you. Notice how it ignites your connection to your desire. And that gives you traction. And so those are four of the five components to the traction formula, desire, significance, potential, and urgency. With just those four components, you can get traction. But sometimes what happens is the traction is very scattered. It's all over the place. You might even go backwards and then forwards and then over there and over here. It's hesitant. It's up and down. It's all over the place. And you can feel really lost in the chaos of what you've created. So to help ourselves have more of a sense of ease and grace, the last component of the traction formula can be really helpful. And that component is strategy. Strategy is desire's best ally because what it does is it creates structure. It gives your self the rules 
to play the game. It gives yourself a sense to win. And this is where coaching with me can be so helpful because a big piece of what we do is the strategy side. Yes, we talk about mindset and energy and emotions and feelings and intuition and spirituality and dreams and goals, but we combine it with strategy. What do we mean by strategy? We mean, yes, big-term visioning in terms of where you're wanting to head, but also the action steps to get there. How, the way, the plan. It doesn't have to mean that that plan becomes this rigid force that you have to follow because that can be a little deflating. But what it does mean is we use strategy for you to help guide you to movement. And this is how my clients land big promotions. It's what allows them to have that conversation with their significant other that they're concerned about having. It's what gets them moving because it lets them know where to go. Our egoic minds are so powerful. But when we don't let them connect to a strategy, they spin out trying to figure out what to do. When we tell it what to do through strategy, It's like putting the blinders on a horse in a race so that it doesn't get distracted by all the other horses around there and can go. That's what we're after. And that's traction. We get to go. We get to zoom. We get to fuel ourselves forward. So that is the traction formula. And this process helps you get unstuck and into moving evolution forward progress towards what you want. You can even use this to help you reconfirm and determine what it is that you want. Don't let you feeling like you don't know what you desire be a reason to not have traction. Remember, wanting to want something is a want. Use this formula with that want in mind and you'll notice yourself come up with a strategy. Work with me and I will help you connect to yourself to define what that strategy is. These pieces are available to you. You don't have to stay stuck. You don't have to feel small. You don't have to feel like you have to head yourself back. We're worth living. You deserve to get to be alive. Traction can help you do that. You don't have to stay stuck. And so this formula is here as your gift to help guide you. If you notice with this podcast episode, uh, there's a link to a summary guide that can help you to have this easy. It's there for you so you can print it out. That way you can put it on your desk or easily access it wherever you want to in order to remind yourself of this formula and to keep moving forward. All right. Thank you so much. Remember, join me in coaching through beliefseed.com slash schedule, and we will talk again soon. Bye.